Hello, and welcome back to the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. This show exists to provide representation for women of color in the environmental space, to highlight their stories, and to educate the masses about how to be more eco-friendly every day. From gardening to thrifting, minimalism to veganism, sustainable business owners to influencers, environmentalists to activists, we are all on a journey to taking better care of our bodies and our planet. I'm your host, Ariel Green. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Leaf Shave, plastic-free shaving for everybody. More about Leaf Shave later. Taking care of our skin should be a top priority. Just as we have only one planet, we only have one body, so it's important to take care of it. Our guest today is sharing tips on how to have a sustainable skincare routine, as well as incorporating full body wellness into your routine. But before we get too deep into that, I want to remind you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy to do on any Apple device. Just search for Sustainable Brown Girl Podcast and be sure to follow if you aren't already. Then scroll down to the review area and I'm sure you want to leave a five-star review, so go ahead and do it. It really helps us with getting more people to discover the show. Be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and I will feature it in an upcoming episode. If you're not already, be sure to follow Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram and use the hashtag Sustainable Brown Girl to be featured on the page. I love seeing what everyone's up to, their sustainable swaps, their outfit inspo. So I love sharing that on Instagram. Also, if you have a few dollars to spare, please consider becoming a Sustainable Brown Girl patron on Patreon. It really helps to keep the show going on a consistent basis, and you'll get access to some exclusive content. A link to the Patreon page is in the show notes. As always, your support is greatly appreciated. Today's featured Sustainable Brown Girl is Imani Monet a third-generation beauty professional on a mission to provide quality, vegan-friendly skincare and curated full-body wellness experiences. At Beauty Strike, based in Brooklyn, New York, Imani and her team are creating space for women of color in the beauty and wellness industry. Thank you so much for joining us today, Imani. Hi, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Yay. So I always just like to start at the beginning. Um, so tell us how your sustainable journey began. Um, I feel like being a Black woman, you just automatically are put in the sustainability category because um, growing up, like we reused whether it's shopping bags or repurposed shopping bags, mm -hmm. whether it was going shopping with them again or using them for hair treatment, or <laughs> just um, using them to pick something up around the house that you didn't want to grab with your hand. So a bag, a shopping bag could be a glove. It could yep. be um, a deep conditioning helmet. <laughs> it could be, a rain know, hat. Yeah, it could be a number, especially a rain hat. Um, so it can be so many different things. Um, mm -hmm. So I just grew up like that. Um, to take it a step further, um, my grandma was heavily into planting. So she would just like 
Um, whether it was eggshells that she would put into plants that I do now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a grandma. But <laughs> um, doing things like that or reusing like the skins of like avocados and things like that to just like for your food, for your plants, just in different ways. Um, composting definitely um, helped, especially because she had a garden. And she grew her own um, like vegetables, fruits and vegetables. And this is in New York. So it's like, if she could do it in New York, yes, you do it anywhere. Right, right. <laughs> in Queens, like Queens, New York. I'm not talking about upstate. So mm-hmm. that's like the beginning of my sustainability journey. Yes, I love that. Yeah, you're so right. As Black people, we are just innately sustainable. So <laughs> that totally checks out. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us, like, what led you to start Beauty Strike? Tell us about it, like, all of the services you offer, all the things. Um, so Beauty Strike is a vegan and cruelty-free skincare brand and line. Um, we offer beauty products as in um, for the body, for the mind. We do yoga classes. We have a spa in Brooklyn, New York, um, where we do facials, laser hair removal, chemical peels, microneedling, all of the above. Um, So you can get all of these treatments as well as body um, services like beauty sweat, where you can lay down in a um, sauna bed and just sweat all the toxins out of your body. Um, So where I really got the passion behind beauty was my grandma. My grandma was a cosmetologist. She did hair. Um, She never really got to live that dream out just because she got married at like 16 years old. She had like a kid at 16 years old. She um, was thrown into like marriage and um, responsibilities so fast that she she really didn't get the chance to like live her beauty dreams out. And she like taught my mom about it. And my mom grew up seeing like my grandma do eyelash extensions when this wasn't really popular. And I'm talking yeah. about like, the seventies, eighties. Wow. So um, doing hair, like my, my grandma had the most amazing hair. Like people love my hair and it's like, you have not seen my grandma before. Like, you know, um, So then my mom also um, became a beauty expert. She did more skincare and makeup. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really like, I I had no choice but to follow my mom around as a kid and go to her skincare parties and go to all these things with her. So it was really amazing to see that growing up. Um, Yeah, that was like kind of the start of it. And seeing my mom um, be featured in so many like magazines and just like seeing her gain accolades for her work and then also uplifting um, the community. Like my mom is where I got my heart for community um, because when I was little, she would go to battered women's shelters. She would do all of these things to like give back to our community and to just like women in general. Um, Just because like, as women, we wear a lot of hats and a lot of times we end up taking care of other people and putting other people first. And, you know, beauty is a way that you can put yourself first. So um, I followed suit with that. For a while, I ran away from the beauty industry just because it was like a lot of big shoes to fit with my Mm -hmm. mom being like in magazines and stuff. Like that's overwhelming to like a kid, like, you know? 
Um, And my personality type, like I am vibrant, but I'm more vibrant to people that I can intimately know. And Mm -hmm. my mom was more like, she doesn't care who's in the room. She's going to be like, ah. So I was like, I always thought that I had to have her personality to like be there. And as I evolved and grew into my human being, um, I got more comfortable and open. And I just really love the education part behind beauty. So like I, I had no choice but to do beauty because it just kept calling me. It kept coming to me. I kept working like jobs where it was, okay, I'm being a corporate beauty buyer or like I'm doing this or I'm being an educator for this company. So it just like kept coming back to me full circle. So I was like, let me start it. Let me stop being scared. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. It's like, it's just innate. It's in your blood. You had no other choice than to do this. <laughs> yeah. So what was the process with starting Beauty Strike? Like, was it difficult to, you know, start your business, to get the retail space and all that? Oh, yeah. So when I first started, sorry, my eyes, contacts. Um, when I first started, um, I was in a studio space that's as big as one of the treatment rooms in the spa now. Mm. Um, and I did that. And I also worked um, a, like, temp job. So they would call me every morning at like five, six o'clock and see, hey, do you want to work today? And I'm like, no, I have clients today. And, you know, then I wouldn't work. But hey, if I didn't have clients that day or I only had like a few clients um, at the end of the day, I would work. I would go wherever they assigned me to and I would work the day and then I would work my business until my business grew into what it is now. Um, people don't see that side of things and they don't understand that it took so much for me to like do the sacrifices that it took for me to make. Um, but it's really important that people share that because like a lot of people who make it, they'll be like, oh, this is my first job ever. And it just like took off. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not realistic. Yeah, right. Like while that might be some, some people's journey, that's not realistic for a majority of people, you know, mm-hmm. especially people who don't come from wealth or come from family that can actually pay all their bills and they don't have to worry and they can build, build, build until it's time for them to make that deposit back into their family. Right. Um, but yeah, so I did that. I did things like, um, like working events and stuff like that. I did a lot of pop-ups for the brand. Anytime that there was a pop-up, I did it. I did it every time yeah. pop up. I did it. Um, I I spoke to people. Just be human, like you know, talk to people. Um, I remember when um, every stylish girl did like panels and stuff like that. They they still do, but it was more so like in New York. And I did some panels in New York, and I vended. And before like people would come to the vending section, I would be mingling and mixing with the crowd and handing out my business card. And that's something that I got from my mom. Like I saw my mom, like in her business, like she would walk up to somebody in the grocery store and be like, Hey, I love your outfit. Like, let me give you my card. My name is this, like, let's connect. Like I saw her doing that. So I just was like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, you know, how else are you supposed to make it? You know? Yeah. 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 Just, that grind, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you got to be on that hustle. <laughs> it definitely, you know, pays off with some hard work. Yeah. So why did you decide to go with the vegan skincare um, the path? 
Um, because I have, I was born with eczema, um, okay. and my mom has psoriasis. So I knew that like my eczema or the eczema, don't claim it, the eczema could turn into psoriasis if it's not treated properly. Um, and when I was younger, it was way worse than it is now because I didn't know my skin triggers, like things with fragrances would trigger my skin. Like, mm. and it can come down to laundry detergent. Like if it had a fragrance in it and I'm laying on it at night, my skin is going to immediately be inflamed. I'm going to be itchy. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand like why I felt itchy in my clothes, like all the time. And I just thought like, maybe it was the fabric. My mom changed the fabric of my clothes, you know? And I was still being itchy and just like breaking out. And like eczema has different levels to it. Anybody who has eczema knows like there's like the scaly eczema and then there's like the oozy eczema. And like it would turn from either or depending on like what my what the skin trigger was. So mm. I used to be a kitchen chemist when I was little. Used to make uh, like coconut oil from scratch girl why I could have bought it I have no idea why I was doing this stuff in my mom's <laughs> kitchen but she allowed me to like honestly as an adult now it gives me insight of like how much I need to pause and wait for kids because they're gonna do random things like that right <laughs> um, but yeah so um, I played kitchen chemist and I found things that worked for me and then I was just like these products have to exist somewhere without like the crazy alcohols or fragrances. And then I got more into it and more into it. And just me developing in the beauty industry, I knew that this is the standard that I wanted to keep. You know, mm -hmm. even my makeup today, it's vegan and, and cruelty free. Like I wear vegan makeup and there's so many vegan brands out there and that are coming out that it makes it more accessible, especially now compared to like 10, 15 years ago. Definitely. You know? Yeah, it's way more accessible, way more affordable now, so. Mm -hmm. Special thanks to Leaf Shave for sponsoring this episode. For those of us who choose to shave, it can be an important part of our beauty routine. In an effort to reduce my plastic waste and to have a better shave experience, I made the switch to a metal razor. The Leaf Razor was the first metal razor that I tried over two years ago, and I still love it because it's so easy to use. My favorite feature of the Leaf Razor is the unique pivoting head that was reminiscent of my old disposable razor. This made the switch so easy as there wasn't much of a learning curve after getting used to installing the blades. Easily shave your legs, armpits, face or even your head with the leaf razor without worrying of getting any nicks. So if you're looking for more swaps to make this plastic free July, consider switching to a metal razor with leaf shave. Visit leafshave.com to learn more or click the link in the show notes. I love hearing that you were a kitchen chemist. Like <laughs> You know, I see a lot of people DIYing products and sometimes I like go through the comments on videos and like Instagram and people are like, oh, no, you shouldn't be putting that on your face. But mm -hmm. like, what are what are your thoughts on DIYing skincare? I definitely don't think people should do that now. Like, okay. I don't. Um, when I this was like 10, 15 years ago, I was DIYing right. things and and I had to figure out and discover like, you know, why this is turning moldy like I'm like what 12 years old and I'm like why is this moldy 
ill. <laughs> you know, how did that happen? Um, so I had no idea about like preservatives or like right. shelf life and things like that. And as I grew older and deeper into the beauty industry, I learned like you need preservatives, you need this, you need that. It can still be natural, but it still needs to have these things to to be safe for your body. You know, mm-hmm. you you don't want to put bad bacteria on your body while you're trying to do good. It doesn't make sense. Um, so I really don't like DIY skincare. Honestly, I really don't. Just because yeah. like it eliminates the science and the the actuality of like needing to do your due diligence when it comes to products. Yeah. Um, so it's just like I don't I don't think people should do it. The, things are made in a factory for a reason. My products are made in a factory for a reason. Like I right. don't I don't think that people should do that. It's right. maybe if you're like using it the same day and throwing it out. Yeah, but not on a long-term basis. Who wants to do that every single day? That's not sustainable. Like that's true. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us what are some ways to have a sustainable skincare routine and like the best practices to incorporate. Um, I definitely think number one is to watch your water usage. Like when you're cleansing your face. Step one, wash your hands. That's number one. <laughs> um, step two is to put some water on your face to activate your face, to make sure that your face is like loosening up the dirt and oils that may be on it from outside. Um, and then using your, cl- turning the water off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then using your cleanser with the water off. And then using the water to just rinse off the cleanser, like wash your water usage, because a lot of people don't understand, like they leave the water on and it's like, for what? Like, why right. are you doing that? And if you're using, if you're leaving the water on because you don't want to touch the faucet, that just means you need to clean your faucet more. Mm. Yeah. So. Yes. That's a good yeah. tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love right now that you like we're both bare faced. Your skin looks amazing. Do you have any secrets on how to keep your skin clear? Um, for me, definitely, it's making sure that I keep my hairline and my hair very clean because as soon as I put a gel that my skin doesn't agree with, or my hair is just dirty, like let's be real, yeah. like or oil just gets to it. And I live in New York; it's so populated and so like densely like polluted. Like literally I was on the street yesterday and I saw dirt flying in the street. Like it's disgusting. disgusting. So it's just like making sure that you keep the things clean and protected. Protected is number one. Like I don't leave the house without an antioxidant serum. So that can be anywhere from a vitamin C, a niacinamide, a rose hip serum. Like I don't leave the house without an antioxidant because it basically neutralizes pollution. So Mm. yeah, I don't leave without that and SPF. So both of those things. And then internally, it's like taking care of yourself internally, making sure you're staying active. You're moving your body in some type of way. Um, I like to walk a lot. (laughs) Mm. I don't realize how much I like to walk until like I have friends that walk with me and they're like, where are we going (laughs) to (laughs) stop? So that, that's, that's what I you know, suggest because I don't have naturally clear skin. I break out so much. So yeah, um, it's just like doing these things and making these things a habit and a regimen. And then you're all set, you know? Yeah. Yes. I love that. 
Um, so tell us more about the products that you offer at Beauty Strike. Like, so you make beauty products or skincare mm-hmm. products? Yeah, so we have a full line of skincare products, um, body care products, and we're coming out with some hair products. I'm hey. excited. Um, we've been sitting on this line, honestly, for like three years. Wow. Like, And it was really the fear of just like not being accepted like I don't even know how to mm. oh and it sounds so weird because it's like girl you do all this other stuff like your stuff is good <laughs> like, like, like your products why why are you scared to go out with something else but yeah. it's just like because people's hair is so intimate to them um so is their skin but mm. there's their hair is so intimate to them and I just want everybody to love it you know, mm-hmm. I just want everybody to love it. Um, so we have shampoo, conditioner, a leave-in conditioner, a vegan hair gel. Oh, heck yeah. Hair gel. Yes. <laughs> on my head right now. But <laughs> um, and a hair and body oil, which I really love. It's so citrusy and it smells so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very hydrating for your skin. Um, a lot of people. I don't know. There's like always debates about skincare and hair care. I love me a good oil, especially as a dry skin girl. Like yes. <laughs> I love me a good oil. Um, I love me a good hair butter also to moisturize my hair and lock everything in. Um, but we have we have an array of products like we really do. So we have a full line cleansers, toners, SPF, body products, body wash, body soap, body lotion, um, body scrubs. So, yeah, it's amazing. Yes, I love that. And you came up with the formula for most of this by yourself. Yep. And we edited some things with some manufacturers and just like wanted certain products to be in um, our our skincare. Like we had a dark spot corrector maybe a year or two ago that we took off of the line because it just wasn't featuring an ingredient that I learned to love. Like I liked it in the beginning. And as I grew into my beauty journey, I was like, this is not something that I want to keep. Mm -hmm. Um, So how can we redo it? And that's why we recently came out with our balancing serum, which is a dark spot corrector, but I don't like the term dark spot corrector. So that's why we named it a balancing serum. I like um, that. To keep everything balanced and even and just less texture. Um, because dark spot corrector sounds a little bit. Eh, um, yeah. Right. But the kojic acid is really a, a great ingredient that it basically tells your skin to stop producing as much melanin in, in areas that are hyperpigmented. And it, it's just amazing because um, everybody has melanin in their skin. And mm-hmm. what makes you hyperpigment is that melanin creating more melanin than you need um, to kind of protect your skin. Mm-hmm. So that products like Kojic Acid, products like Alpha Arbutin are really great at minimizing the appearance of hyperpigmentation. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. You have such a wide array of products and I'm so excited to see your hairline drop. Is it for like all types of hair? Thank you. Um, so honestly, we have so many different um, hair textures in the store and uh-huh. we've tried it on everybody in the store, like literally. So we have um, client, 
we have clients, we have um, employees that have literally straight bone straight hair naturally. And then um, we have clients that have like one A, one B. And then we have clients that have two A, two B. And then we have clients like me, like I'm a three A through, I feel like everybody is like a mixture of A through C. Yeah. Um, no matter their number category, because like right. in the front, they'll probably have a looser. And then in the middle, they'll have like a, a tighter. And then in the back, they'll have an even tighter. So I feel like people have a mixture of, of curls. Yeah. Most people. Um, I'm a mixture of three A through C. And then we have clients who have customers. Customers, clients, employees. Because I've given I've given these hair products to people to get their feedback on it. Yeah. Um, and four A through C, like my sister's a four A through C, so I've been trying things on her as well as um one of our um employees, her name's Safi, she has locks. Mm-hmm. So before she locked her hair, she was trying the products and she loved it. And then she locked her hair and then she also still uses it to like cleanse and refresh her hair. So yeah. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So excited to see that. Can't wait to try it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so earlier you were telling us about how your mom was really into like community involvement. And I know that you've started to incorporate that into Beauty Strike too. Like you have your community fridge. Mm-hmm. And tell us about some of the sustainable and like community related practices that you do with um, beauty strike um so number one we offer um recycling for people's packages so if you um bring your bottles into us we give you a 15 percent um discount nice. for bringing your old bottles into us so we do that um we also have clothing drives a lot which is like now i guess people have gotten so used to it they just drop their clothes off i'm like <laughs> <laughs> um and the places that we donate the clothing to they actually recycle the clothing because a lot of places they don't accept clothing because honestly a lot of the um donation based clothing companies they actually resell and a lot of people don't understand that that they act these companies actually resell to like other countries mm-hmm. um but the company that we use, they actually recycle the, the items, especially if they're like ripped towels and stuff like that, because a yeah. lot of companies won't accept that stuff. So we do we do that. And just like other things like having community discussions and conversations and having yoga classes, I feel like that brings people together so we can share our experiences and what we're going through and just like enable and educate and have other people know like you're not the only one, you know? Right, exactly. What made you want to incorporate like the yoga practices? And I think you you do a book club too occasionally. Uh, we haven't done a book club in like two years. I'm oh. so, I really want to have yeah. that, but I'm just like, do we do it in person? Do we do it online? Do we do it right this, that? Like I'm so I'm like so confused on how we do that again. Um, but I would really like to start again. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's been on my heart for so long. Um, and I initially I got to um, connect with so many awesome people. Like it was really great. Um, But yeah. So I forgot the question because I got so excited about that. Honestly. Oh yeah. No, I was just saying about like what made you want to incorporate like other like inner practices, like outside of like your skin and hair. Yeah. Because beauty is like, I feel like beauty is wellness. Yeah. And that's what beauty is to me. It's not like, Hey, I'm gonna look cute so I can like 
tell somebody I look cute. Like it's <laughs> more about the healing and my beauty journey personally. Um, honestly, if I had a bad day at school, um, I would come home, want to do my hair in a new style. I would do my nails, do my feet. I would practice on my eyebrows. Like I would try to do my makeup. Like, and the, these were ways that I picked myself up and made myself feel better. So when I think about beauty, I never thought about like me not liking things about myself or me trying to fit into a standard that I never was going to fit into in the first place. I always used it as a, a wellness escape. It was sort of like escapism for me to try to heal my my emotions, you know? So yes. <laughs> um, I think all of those things encompass wellness as well. And those are just the things that I'm really interested in. I, I've been doing yoga since I was like five years old. So yeah, I've been doing yoga since I was like five years old. My mom's job, she worked at a corporate like Fortune 500 company when I was little. So the daycare used to do yoga and that's how I discovered what yoga was. Like, um, and these things have just been regular. Like my mom had a book club and I would listen in and then she'd be like, you gotta go, this is a dog. So <laughs> I, was like, I always wanted to do that, you know? And then when I did it, like, especially the books that we read, we read like a lot of wellness. The first book that we read was The Body Keeps the Score. Um, and then looking at it from a person of color perspective, it just like, it was, it was you know, you know? Mm -hmm. So I like those spaces. Yes, that's amazing. I love that you're incorporating both the inner and outer beauty with Beauty Strike. And also that you're helping your community because that's so important. Thank you. I yes. appreciate that. Yes. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, Imani. Our last question is, what does being a sustainable brown girl mean to you? Um, honestly, it just means that you're just looking out for the best for your community and doing the work on yourself and your world around you. You're trying to preserve this earth. You know, you want other people to live on it and enjoy it just as much as you did. So mm -hmm. that's really what being a sustainable brand girl means to me. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much. And tell everyone where they can find you online, how they can buy your products, and of course, like where they can find your actual shop so they can come in and, and experience all of you and all of your amazing things. Thank you. Um, so our shop is at 73 Washington Avenue, and that's in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. Um, you can find us online at beautystrike.us online um, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at Beauty Strike NY. And you can find me at Imani Monet. That's E-M-A-N-I-M-O-N-E. Yeah. Yay. Thank you so much, Imani. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Make sure you go follow her. If you're in the NYC area, definitely stop by and check out everything that Beauty Strike has to offer. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again to Leaf Shave for sponsoring this episode. Visit leafshave.com to learn more. If you want to keep the conversation going, follow us at Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the website at sustainablebrowngirl.com and send any questions, comments, or topic ideas to podcast at sustainablebrowngirl.com. Be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about your favorite episode. 
donate to Patreon if you can, and be sure to watch the full video interview on YouTube. Until next time, let's continue to make better choices for the health of our bodies and the planet. Thanks for listening.